number is this? Uh, ninety-seven. Seven. I, I, I think. Yeah, we're recording. All right, let's go. Welcome. Ninety-seven. Have we already done a ninety-seven something to heaven or a seven to yes. heaven? Okay, I yeah, thought so. that's one of I your favorites. Be, that's my, probably the first <laughs> one we did. Um, yeah, episode ninety-seven. Yeah, we're about to be at a hundred. Getting a shout out for that. That's like a huge milestone to get to a hundred. Wow. Um, we got a few things cooking. Uh, today we have a guest here, the ever elusive man of many names, Mister That Spiff Guy, <laughs> Jermaine. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Yeah. So, um, this is a guest that we've been kind of like uh, deliberating on for a while, and it's cool to have him on naturally. But um, do you want to tell like all the people listening anything about you, like things you've done, places you've been, things you've seen? I'm a man of many, many traits, many things, many hobbies, um, yeah. many places. I've been several places, not everywhere, but I've been everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I guess, you know, I'm from where these guys are from. You know, they grew up yeah. with me. We went to all uh, the same schools and stuff like that. Growing yeah. up as youth. I'm currently living in Boston, mm-hmm. uh, working for the Department of Youth Services here. You know, so our currently incarcerated youth of America. Um, mm-hmm. But who am I? I mean, I'm just a average guy you know a man in the machine <laughs> you know <laughs> just out here making it work you know yeah even for some context like everybody in this room has known each other for years or been like around each other for a long time i went to school with mike elementary jermaine yeah similar. we were all burr yep so we burr were talking squad. exactly so we were talking about my name being ezekiel elementary before school. we even started jermaine was there when the z name was created I was. <laughs> so pretty funny, like, it's going, like, full circle, and today I'm like, I don't know how much longer I can hold out with the <laughs> nickname. It's all about the rebrand. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so wait, do you want me to call you Ezekiel now? No. Okay. Everybody who has been calling me Z yeah. up until 2020 Keep can call doing me that Z. shit. <laughs> but t- after 2020, everything that everybody went through, I thought that I should take a step back <laughs> and go through a rebrand. After everything, <laughs> everything that everybody went through, 2020 was bad. Who were you? I, after even COVID? I had to change my name. Who are you after COVID? Exactly. <laughs> now nah, I'm Ezekiel. COVID showed you who you are. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you guys are so receptive of this. Like, many people are pushing back already. Michael. I've always, well, my mom was always like, call him Michael. No. But, like, everyone just did Mike. Like, you can't choose your nickname. You just get them. Nah. We'll just give you the nickname. Um, yeah, Jimmy, I was curious. I wanted to talk about, like, because I know you said that you're working in, like, with people of incarceration. Like, what exactly did you do there? Or, like, what what have you seen there? Well, <clears throat> I work, and so I work with the the juvenile population, and... So a lot of these youthful offenders here in Boston, they come from Boston all over, but I work specifically in the metro region, which is Boston and greater Boston area. Um, but we do receive, you know, residents from... So like Lawrence? Yeah, exactly. North Shore, a South Shore, kids, you, know, yeah. you know, Western Mass type. But I primarily dealt with the youth in the metro Boston area. <clears throat> so I've seen a lot. I mean, a lot of the cases here are, you know, drug-related, gun-related, you know, charges, you know, even to the extremes of murder, attempted murder you know, drug distribution and things of like, so I've seen all types of crimes. Um, I worked there for two years, so I've seen all types of, you know, offenses, right? I'm not going to try and call things crimes, but, um, 
Um, but like I said, the youth, youth, I think across America are facing a very tough time mm-hmm. with society. You know, the hyper, you know, access to technology, the hyper access to violence in general, you know, and, and, and an extreme, you know, the extremism behind it is kind of kind of crazy growing well, up now. While you were working in there, did you ever find it like scary to be like or like did you ever find yourself scared being around those people who maybe be prone to violence or like get our like that's their first because a lot of people as you grow up your your first mode of like communication is to use your voice or to communicate right. a lot of times like for a lot of these dudes especially who are living that street life they communicate and only go so far like that's what they stick to violence like or they they flip so that was something that you find yourself like seeing or being like afraid of so, like I said, when I first got in there, I mean, I was just more so curious, you know what I mean? Because I, as far as my personal perspective, I view the youth as like, you know, life happens to them more mm-hmm. th- more so than them happening to life. Mm-hmm. And their circumstances, you know, granted, they do need to hold accountability for the things they've done. However, you know, the circumstances that led a, a youthful offender to where they are at, you know, are different from what say an adult offender might do Mm -hmm. so i try to look at it and i try to look at the residents outside of their you know offenses and more as who they are as an individual you know what i mean and then i like so whenever i would get a new resident or a new resident would come in i wouldn't look at their case file i would more so get to know them on a personal level and see how they interact amongst their peers and then i would go back and say okay so this kid is like this but he also has this going on for him so then that's when i begin to put the puzzle pieces together i'm like okay so what led this kid to here because the unit i was on was a treatment unit so these kids met with clinicians on a daily basis anyways so it's like i was getting to know them on a different type of level anyway than anyone who would just be going into mm-hmm. a walk through a prison and seeing like a juvenile offender blah, blah, blah. everyone has these you know sort of stigmatized opinions about <clears throat> what juvie is or juvenile hall, you know what I mean? And it's like when you actually get in there, it's not always like that, you know what I mean? A lot of these guys really are just misguided and misdirected and just products of unfortunate circumstances. I want to say what you said there was about, like, how people don't know what's going on in a jail or, like, what happens in juvie. Because it is crazy. The vast majority of people just talk about it, but nobody's – majority of people have never been, been in there. a jail or know anybody who's been j- actually jailed before for like long periods of time it's really a minority thing it's not like the majority of people feel that it's so not as common as you think, yeah. no it's definitely not as common as you think so well uh, as far that. as the fear because your question was twofold i mean the, the fear part i mean like i mean there's sometimes i mean some of these kids you know they're 15 but they're built like you know 18 19 you know so you can kind of be like yo wait a minute like yeah <laughs> what's going on here? like were like, you you were there for a minute you right. were working full time there for two years like you never had any because i'm thinking like i at least one time there had to be a situation where it was oh like, there's been plenty. Right, it escalated it has to get hands-on yeah Don't like get escalated it, it is hands-on in juvenile prison for yeah. sure and not prison I, I hate using terms like that juvenile like what's wrong with prison you know i i don't necessarily believe in jailing juveniles i feel like a lot of these guys a lot of juvenile offenders in general across the land just need to be rehabilitated you know what i mean because mm. their circumstances aren't you know what the crimes that they committed are heinous but what led them to do them why they're selling drugs why they're out here doing what they're doing in the street is because something's wrong at the home and or something's wrong somewhere in their down the line in their life or their their influences aren't right so i mean i feel like <clears throat> 
prison isn't really going to help these kids because these guys who are there, they think going to jail is kind of glorified. Cause that's what's glorified yeah. in, in the culture and the you music. You get tougher for going to jail. You know what jail. I mean? They feel like they get points, you know, but the points mm-hmm. don't really matter. They're, the points are on a scoreboard that don't count, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the saddest reality of it all, mm-hmm. you know. So a lot of these guys, they have talent. They're, they're, they're athletes. They're artists. They're, you know, musicians, whatever it may have you. You know, they are, they're aspiring learners. Mm-hmm. But, you know they don't have the resources or the outlet to actually expand upon those things. And then, you know, so you had a perspective of rehabilitation and we know that like our system, our jail system does not do that. They don't rehabilitate people. Not at all. So did you ever feel like, was there ever a situation where you believed that someone would greatly benefit rehabilitation? Oh, the system just like pushed back against you. There's been plenty of trying to rehabilitate plenty of youth. I've probably seen, or there are circumstances where I was like, you really probably shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just really unfortunate that you ended up here because of this circumstance. And it's like you probably could have had some steps intervene between this before you got here. And you probably wouldn't have had this kind of going against your, you know, your record or whatever it may have you. But um, ultimately, it's like, what can you do? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're fighting a system that's, you know, it isn't built for you're, you're a ground soldier fighting a bigger war. You know what I mean? And it's just not you're never going to be able to overcome that. So I, well, I, you know, I don't I no longer work there, but I'm um, <clears throat> what I found as I was transitioning out of that profession was I made the connections with the youth who were willing to listen at the time. I understood that not everyone was going to hear the, the knowledge or the information I was going to pass on to them for whatever reason. But the connections that I did made, I made sure to always leave a, you know, leave a branch open for them to, you know, reach back out when they do want to connect with positive, you know, influences. Cause that's what I feel like it's about. It's about, you know, helping other people. If you have something that could help someone else, why not pass it along? So mm-hmm. that's what I feel like I've done. And yeah. Yeah. So what was your specific position? Were you, you were like an intake person or were you? I was just like, I would, I would consider like the closest thing I could call it just to save words would be like a juvenile CO. So like just, I'm okay. just in the jail, making sure there's no fights, making sure, you know, everything's going according to plan, you know, which I'm checking the rooms, you know, just a regular staff, but I, I wouldn't consider it that much of a CO role because it's like, it's juvenile. So like yeah. these guys are, you know, believe it or not, they're playing PlayStation 4, just like you, PS5. They have a PS5 on the unit. They're watching TV. You know, they're, that's how they're spending their downtime. But during the day, they're also in school. So, I mean, like, this is in juvenile, it's not anything compared to, like, a real dog. What person. even happens? And, like, I know in actual jail, they're all on, like, time where it's like, you got to be here at this time. Everybody get up at this time. Then you right, got a right. couple hours to, like, be right. free or whatever. Like, so day to day, I like mean, a general day. Yeah, the day to day. I mean, like, on a school week, like, right now, I mean, if it's, uh, what can I get the time? Where yeah, we we it's 11.55. Right? Like, lunch, lunch just happened. 11.30. They would have been leaving school, going down to the cafeteria to eat lunch, literally. Um, they're still in the cafeteria <laughs> right yeah. now. They're 11.30 to 12.30. 11.30 to 12 is the lunch the lunch time, 30 minutes. Um, everything is timed. Their meals are timed. Showers are timed. Rec times are timed. Uh, and that's the kind of the structure that is built in place in places like that. But mm-hmm. the day-to-day, I mean, like after school hours, the guys just relax. They can, you know, depending on their, you know, their ranking or their behavior level, they can either be in the rec room or in like the kind of less less rec area. You know what I mean? It's still it's like an alcove type, you know. So I was talking to this dude. He was a, a lot of passing time. I was talking to this dude. He used to work at Legals years ago. He just got out. Shout out Legal server. Seafood. He was a uh, actually he was a busser. So I was a busser at the time. That's when I first started working there. And he was like, "Yeah, bro. Like I was in jail. Da da da. I just got out. I got BM. Whatever." 
I was like, yo, like, that's crazy. Because I was, like, young. So I'm like, yo, what was jail like? Literally. And I was like, yeah, I heard jail's ass. So, like, jail sucks. And he's like, no, nah, I loved it. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I love the structure of it. Like, I just, every, my whole day was built out for me. I didn't have to think. I just, like, went to where I needed to go and, and just did what see. I needed to do. I'm like, yo, that's, like, did you ever see somebody who was me, like that? Who was that's, like, that's, I'm ready for the life. Like, that's twofold. It's called institutionalism. You know, that's when people become into institutionalism. If you've been jailed since you were, say, 15 years old, going to an adult prison, you've already made the connections above there. You know, you have people on the out who are there already, you know, people who are waiting your arrival, honestly, mm-hmm. sometimes. So it's like, you know, you're ready to make that transition or that next step. Sometimes you you can see that in some of the, the guys or you can see that they're not ready to transition. They're terrified. You know what I mean? And, and that's just a sad, another sad reality, too. But when you do get into these places and these institutions, you know, they are, you know, sort of their worlds of their own. And you mm-hmm. become used to the things that occur there. And, you know what I mean? Just like just like out here now, we as unincarcerated people see egregious thing happen on the daily and we go about our days and there's egregious things that go on in the prisons across America that just happened, you know, and it's just another day in the life. Yep. So, I mean, it's so like I said, I've seen some of the guys who, you know, but you, you touched on it a little bit, it's the structure. Some of these guys have never had structure in their lives, like, at all. They've never had to wake up on time. They've never had to be, been, be held to an, a standard mm-hmm. or an accountability because any anywhere anything that they've held, been held to, they've knocked it down or disregarded it. So it's like some of these guys, they want to wake up on time. Some of these guys have not made their bed in five years, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And making their bed again feels good to them, you know what I mean? Having a clean room feels good because they've never had a clean room to be in you know type it's a lot of stability like like that structure is they they appreciate that and that's what's scary to guys who are returning to society from being incarcerated because that they they might lose that structure just like Mm -hmm. that you know what i mean and that's what we're dealing that's what i had to deal with with the with the youth you know what i mean getting them ready to transition either to an adult system or transition out of the juvenile system and and get back on track Mm -hmm. so and it's real easy because once these you're talking about a lot of young kids too so really way more susceptible to being ready to redirect it. Yeah, like they're they're ready to just go down that path. And like you said, a lot of them don't even necessarily need Well they to probably be get comfortable in the system too. Definitely. Yeah. Exactly. Very com- Definitely. And they they know what better they know the rules better than I did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Better than staff who've been there. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, what do you mean we can't have rec for thirty minutes? We're guaranteed you know what I mean they know the rules. You know what I mean? They know mm-hmm. what's what's what. And it's crazy to see how their brain can be so trained to work in such a way, but they couldn't do that. Or they weren't allowed to be, you know, put their brain to use in a in a different, mm. different way. So you meet a lot of interesting individuals. Like I want to yeah. tell you, I want to bring a story. I don't think we've talked about it on the pod before, cool. but it's um it'll connect back with the prison system. But it is about uh, like garlic production. So mm-hmm. like the majority of our garlic is produced from California. So there's like one massive company who just makes like a lot of it. And then the other bit of it, like let's say like 35% of it or 45% of it is made from one guy who just owns a bunch of farms. Yeah. Then the rest of the production, the majority of it is produced by small time farmers. Um, so recently a Chinese company who already creates the majority of the garlic in China has come to America and they started to produce garlic. And what's so great about people love about it is that they're selling it under value and it's in pe- it's peeled garlic. So these smaller companies can't really compete with that. So the main producer in the U.S. Fr- from California 
ends up partnering with this Chinese company to produce garlic. And lo and behold, they find that the way that they're actually getting the garlic is they're sending it down to prisons and the prisoners are peeling the garlic. So they're peeling it with their bare hands. And a lot of the prisoners end up having short, shortened uh, fingernails because their hands are underwater like the entire time. So it's like hmm. just like weird in not only is it undercutting our production of garlic in California, but it's also using it's damn near slave labor. Like yeah. you're, you're using cheap labor and you got grown men who have just been doing it. There's guys in there who've been doing it since they've been incarcerated, like 15 years, 20 years just doing that. And they think it's normal. But it's like so weird how the prison system like a lot of more. And that's only one thing. I don't I don't. For all types of stuff. So I wanted to say that to get to the rehabilitation. Like, there's people profiting so much on not rehabilitating you. Like, we want you to be institutionalized. We want to incarcerate you. Yeah, like they're trying to help you like, oh, you need to be you need to be in here or like they're helping other people. We're we're saving the community. Like the perspective is just wrong. The thing about, you know, places like this, like incarceration, like Someone is always going to leave this to come right out. You know what I mean? So it's like a revolving door. You know what I mean? Mm. I've seen guys who left and come right back the same day or the same week or month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's that, it, the revolving door is kind of almost scary. So it's like, or I've seen, it's also been unfortunate where I've seen guys leave and they go back home and they die. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's similar, like, to how it goes with, like, actual rehabs, like, mm-hmm. drug addiction and stuff. Because they're, like, people will always, like, call treatment centers, like, hey, do you have a bed open? Like, no, we're full. Like, maybe try next week. But that's, like, when they're, like, in a really, like, trying time. And then, yeah. like, what you if they die You only call in to get a bed if you really need it. Yeah. Like, so it's like, what you mean? I can't. I got to wait till next week. Like Right. But they were always full, pretty much. Like, yeah. as soon as someone left, they had someone else coming in. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it is like at the end of the day, it is a business. Both yeah. both systems, like, yeah, it's sad. And the percentages of people that like actually get rehabilitated is like very low. Um, like all the. Pretty much every felon I know has done like multiple like multi multi year sentences in prison, and that's like for like the average person that just sounds crazy. Like, oh, I like I did six years this one time. Like, I'm never doing any bad shit again, you know. Yeah. But like, they just get so caught up in that lifestyle, yeah. and they like, right. 
What do you, because it's like, what are you really supposed to do? Like, after you get out of jail, like, you have very little resources. Mm-hmm. Like, in the quickest and easiest way for you to make money, you could just go sell drugs. That's quick. Right. Like, most people frown upon it. I look at it, yo. I was telling people for a while, like, I have my boys, like, my, like, some of my boys. Oh, you turn out? Oh, shit. How long? Wait, let me pause it real quick. Yeah, um, because it's not that many options of people when that's all they know. Where it's like, all right, well, everybody around me's selling drugs and they're making a bunch of money off it. And what you want me to go? And they're good at it, probably. Yeah, I mean, and they have like the connections that they need to to be successful. Like the thing is, is like it's the same type of thing with a normal business. It's just that we decided that like this business is just not good. Like, honestly, yeah. there's probably a lot of our economy that is illegal drugs. Like, people oh, selling yeah. drugs. There's some a, lot of biz- a lot of the legis- legit businesses have been funded or backed by illegitimate means. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I guarantee, like, who, who just went to jail? I, I think it was El Chapo went to jail. They caught his son. Mm. I think, I believe it was or somebody like that. Whoever, like, the biggest drug dealer in the world currently is. He got caught. His son... Uh, also got caught, but I'm sure he's probably invested so much money into all a lot of businesses, like a political lot, a lot, campaigns, a lot. Yeah. whatever it may be. But like you were saying, I mean, like these guys, they, they get out and like they are, they're influenced by their peers. You know, what I mean, they might be trying to stay on the right path, and it's like, yo, man, how long are you gonna do that real job for? Like, just cut your, you know, what I mean, cut your bracelet off, cut your, you know, skip probation yeah. meeting. You know, come on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that that influence is hard to, to break, you know. So sometimes getting away from your immediate community even can be better for people who are returning Absolutely. from incarceration. Um, that's what I've seen benefit some of the youth that I've worked with. You know, they had to move out, you know what I mean? And uh, we, we the, you know, the state does help agencies that help people who want to be helped and move away. But like I said, the resources are very slim and like, you have to be very serious and committed to, you know, getting the resources mm-hmm. but so i knew a kid who um was a set of twins and they were caught in like gang violence and they were like all right like we've run up a score like we need to get out like that we've killed people on their side they've killed people on our side like we need to get out because we're next so naturally they're like all right we're gonna move away so they move they're trying to move to Florida. No, no, to New Hampshire. Excuse me. They're from Mass. And uh, they get followed by, like, the rival gang. They go up to uh, New Hampshire, and they end up shooting and killing one of the brothers in New Hampshire. Like, they had to drive, like, two, three hours away from here. They followed them the whole way just so they could, like, shoot and kill them. So, it's, like, it's crazy because there's – Jermaine is 100% right. Like, you want to get out, but it's also so difficult. Like, it's so difficult at every single turn. It's unfortunate for, like, these kids. it's also just, like, getting out and getting a a standard job or a job that doesn't pay well is is just not going to cut it. Because sometimes your your means don't make your ends. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's like you have, you know two kids yeah. or three kids you're you're 17 with two kids that's kind of what i've tended to see you know you're 17 two kids you know you know 
a record kind of going against you, no real education in your favor. And then it's like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? That's a, that's a lot of stress in your life. You know what I mean? So you're trying to, you know, do the right thing, but doing the right thing isn't, isn't helping fast enough, you know, mm. but who knows, man, it's, it's, just, it's very, it's multi-layered. You can't just make it cut and dry and black and white, but yeah. it's a lot of things. It is a lot of things definitely. at play, but, um, that's so is, so is life. So is, <laughs> mm-hmm. so is America. You think there's an issue, like, because I think, like, a lot of it is, like, a funding issue. But then we see, like, at least in Boston, I look around and I'm like, why does it feel like the schools are so underfunded? But then you got all of these weird projects that they do that are like, all right, we're going to build up this massive sky, like, high rise in South Station. Or we're about to change Nubian Station completely. And it's like, what about just funding the schools? Exactly. You know, there's definitely a funding issue. I think that's an issue across the nation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think teachers are underpaid. A lot of a lot of places that you would think would be more funded and supported aren't being properly, you know, the the funds aren't being properly ac- allocated in, you know, displaced. But um, it's just it's like I said, it's multifaceted. You know what I mean? It's economic. It's social. It's it's all types of, you know, factors at play when it comes to why things the way are they are, you know, why, why people struggle. But we should get rid of money. Money. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're edging closer to our universal currency, which is a part of like the whole like new world order thing, but that's kind of a different segment. But no, we <laughs> can, um, before money goes away, I think we're going to see a universal currency. That's, that's my take. Like we have to move in that direction and hopefully we do. It won't be, I think that, if something like that were to happen, the U.S. would have to be the villain, yeah. and we'd need the global power, like the other nations, to band together to like topple us. And with that, would be created like a global currency because the U.S. really messed it all up. They messed. You can, you can it say all. all up. You can say all the major power, you know, forces have played have a hand in you know why things are the way they are. We, you know, what I mean, the powers at play ultimately decide what goes on you know what i mean yeah sony said that you remember that britney griner how she was in and then we traded her for arms dealer um for russia i think his name was like the the bringer of death was his name really yeah yeah we traded (laughs) britney griner not mrs true story 12 15 and 11 for (laughs) she don't even have a nickname britney griner don't even have a nickname so this dude is even better at britney griner than her own job at killing, at murder, at bringing death. Like, this yeah, dude is yeah. the LeBron James of arms dealers. And we traded him. So. And it just makes you think, like, what was behind that deal? You know what I mean? Like, are we ever going to talk about that? Or are people going to talk about that? I don't think we are. What do you mean? You know We're not going to find out. Like, what was about going it. on? But, like, what, why Why was that person brought up? You know? You know what I mean? Why was, why was that the trade that made it work? You know, why were we willing to let that person go? You know what I mean? Like, so what? Do you think that we shouldn't that, have traded for Brittany Griner? What made that trade like fair? Like what? Yeah. At what cost? Like was it just like yeah, the like, U.S.'s what, reputation? What were the pluses and minuses like, behind it? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Pros I and cons. It was mainly. I think our nation's so heavily like dictated by propaganda that yeah. even our nation can't fully control it. So like mm. because. Brittany Griner was in jail. Biden's looking bad. And it's like, Biden, you have to make a trade. Yeah, so it was kind of like a reputation thing. Absolutely. Right? All types of things. I it. think it was. Like, it had to be because it's yeah. not an equivalent trade. Like, you're right. getting somebody who's bring, 
You can't have a guy whose nickname is Deathbringer be equivalent <laughs> to Brittany Griner. Like, I'm sorry, Brittany Griner, like, I want her back. But it's like, it's not equivalent. Makes you make makes you think. It's like a lot of a lot of behind the scenes things. I mean, I was actually surprised that they even that like information was released that they it was a trade. I thought it was just gonna be like, oh, we worked something out, you know, yeah. like and we she's free now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting that they released that information because it was like a public. It was like damn near a public thing. Like they met somewhere and literally yeah. it was really a, a trade. It was really a trade. Yeah, met yeah. on a bridge and were like walking by <laughs> each other. Yeah. Like some old breaking bad stuff. shit. Yeah, like that's what, like <laughs> you'd think it's crazy. It's still happening today. Yeah, like, a lot of like you know a lot of things going on behind the scenes, man. Like we're bringing this to the point of uh, we were talking about trades, right? We were that's talking why I universal currency, sort of. The brain's flowing. The universe currency is Brittany Griner being traded. Yeah, yeah. Brittany Griner corn. Um, <laughs> yo. Yeah, but we got all these other nations who are building it out already. Like, I remember uh, we talked about bricks. We talked about bricks here before, but um, it used to just be brick. When we it started like ten years ago, just brick. Now you got more and more nations joining, and they don't like the U.S. having the global currency, so they want to topple it. Yeah, and a lot of it they're talking about is using crypto. So they want to build it on a crypto network. So they want to transfer SWIFT, which is the euro currency, like the euro transfer system. They want to switch that over to crypto. So What is SWIFT? It's SWIFT is like a group of nations in Europe who can mm-hmm. like make online transactions. So like the U.S. is a part of it and they can cut people out of it. So like that's what kind of made Russia upset because it was like you can't use SWIFT anymore. Uh, and then Russia's like, so you can just be allowed to take our currency away. Like even China, that's what whole BRICS is for. Cause they're like, you got the U S saying like, you can't use our currency anymore, even though the entire world runs on that currency. Yeah. Saudi Arabia. We did the same thing to them. They're upset. Like these are powerful nations. Um, many of who could actually create the value of the dollar. Um, like Saudi Arabia is what makes our dollar so powerful. So we're like making an NFB out of them. It's weird. You know, it's yeah. really weird. Um, so we'll see. Personally, I don't think we have that much longer, but. Till universal currency? Or? Yeah, I think that it'll be like in our lifetimes, but we'll probably be an older age where many nations will be transferring over or like it's very normal. Yeah. It's going to be hard to topple the U.S. It's not going to take. It's not going to be like five years. It won't be a snap of the fingers. No, but we're definitely in. I think we're in a decline. Things that come up do go down. That's that's just the reality. What do you think's a country most likely to get nuked? Nuked? Yeah. Shit. Is it oh, us? No. Who do you think? I think I think it's us, man. Fuck. You think we're the most likely to get nuked? No, <laughs> I don't think next, we're the most likely. Man. You know. I think. But I everybody think hates us. Honestly, next... I think Ukraine, bro. Well, yeah. Because I think. Just Putin given is, what's going on right now. Yeah. yeah, Putin's so crazy that he's like, somebody's getting nuked, it's going to be Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it all really starts. Everybody's going. afraid. I mean, once the ne- the first one goes off, it's just going to be a you know a domino effect of more. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, everyone, it's just, every, it's like a giant Cold War. If you think about it, it was a Cold War. Now it's like a world Cold War. Like, the world's getting cold, man. Like, we're all, everyone's on edge, if you think about it. Everybody's on. It's edge. just so crazy like, that like you know, we're just living in very turbulent times. Like very just, everyone's just not sure what's going to happen. 
before people will be able to kind of foresee the foreseeable future but now we kind of just like i don't know like you can wake up tomorrow and things can be completely different you know it's kind of the normal we've gotten used to over the past three years it's kind of weird that like we're at the point where so these things have to topple because the way that technology is progressing it's making the way that the world used to work be antiquated like it doesn't work anymore like the old way the old way especially with like gas in oil like it's mainly energy every the whole war over there the main reason putin even has power is it's energy over, it's because over. he controls 10 percent of the world's energy he can be like you won't get energy you can't heat your home like you can't light your home you can't it's really you can't do much it's like we're beefing with the people who have the energy and the people who manufacture the energy into the things that we need. Exactly. So it's like, you know, eventually it's going to be a point, you know, where what we have to offer is no longer going to matter anymore. But I don't think that's going to come anytime soon. Because what we have to offer to the places that we really need to keep us going is going to either devalue or become so, you know, less important to them that they'll begin to take more of their resources back from us. You know what I mean? Like, that's why the whole idea of, like, external labor and external jobs and things going outside of the U.S. is kind of scary to some because they're they're perceiving things as, like, the end of their usefulness to the greater, the greater. You know what I mean? Because only it, but, or you change because, like, your usefulness instead of creating is just consuming. Which is, like, that's what you see. You, they wanted, that's what they really wanted us to do was to create and consume. But then they're like, all right, well, somebody else can create for cheaper. Let them do it. We'll just consume. But, like, we lose a lot of value. We lose our edge yeah, when you become the consumer. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, they, to touch upon what you were talking about with the whole gas and, like, electricity thing, they, they were, there's no reason why we still should be functioning on old, old, you know, means of power like that that are actually harming the, you know, the planet. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like they, the electricity should be the main source of like our energy at this point. We should be exactly. really be pushing that heavily. I mean, a lot of companies are switching over to that, but it's like why why can't we just why can't you know companies like tesla be more common like why can't everyone just have a tesla why can't it just be the norm like how is phasing out old old means of like you know resourcing power is so difficult to phase out and in introducing something new it's i like you said that because like it's something we've talked about on here too where like oil and gas every day for the past 50 years has made well, you want to guess how much they make a big, day? Yeah, you can't even you can't even equate like fathom the number on it. Take it's a like, guess at how much they make every day in profit. So it's got to be in the billions. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's two point. I think it was two point seven to two point eight billion. And if you're sitting on that, why are you gonna ever let that go? You know what I mean. That's that's yeah. that's why you're willing to go to war. Right? So yeah, people are you're willing ready to, go to, to war take somebody's over, whole economy. You know, it's like I'm gonna maintain this, and we're gonna you know continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. And that's just that's just where we are, man. That's why we got to get rid of money, bro. Just get rid of everything. Yeah. What would be like, because, all right, like a universal basic income. Isn't that like socialism, though? Like, can we even talk about that on here? Like, People say that, like, oh, that's socialism. Like the, we talk a lot about socialism <laughs> yeah. on here. Oh, yeah. Because, okay, okay, like, okay. Uh, the one thing about socialism is it kind of, like, all socialist like regimes have kind of needed like an ultimate leader or I forget what it's called, but like there's a better word mm-hmm. for it. Like, like Hitler, or Mussolini, like a yeah. mm-hmm. uh, really like all powerful leader. Yeah. But if, 
if there were it was like possible to like implement a socialism regime without or like with maybe like a mild mannered you know yeah. leader like a guy who like actually like wants what's best for the world like it could potentially work yeah, yeah. um and it would be like there a lot more be, fair but they'd like yeah, but everything they, has but to be equal they right. would likely They're, kill them before they got to that point like you had we've had leaders that were close to that or like yeah. leaders that really wanted to make change and wanted to create like positive change but yeah we ended up killing it's crazy how powerful is just one person like even mm-hmm. jfk like his regime we're in the space race like we got like segregation we're trying to tear down walls we're trying to make so much difference and then it's like all of these leaders from back then just die all at once like cia was going crazy back then like mm-hmm. it's just gonna happen again you'd be wiped out man you know pushing pushing certain agendas gets you disappeared in america and the world um, yeah but <laughs> at a certain point is that even socialism, though? No, nah, I, I just I don't even know, bro. It's just the powers that be, man. I think I think all these these terms and these ideas of life and all that just it's all it's all a fa- like a facade, bro. If you think about it. there's there's people who are at the very very top in this world who control everything, even like you know what I mean. Even the enemies of enemies are are friends behind behind closed doors because mm-hmm. they are controlling the narrative that yes we are enemies we are feeding the narrative that we are enemies yeah you know what i mean and behind the scenes we're we're building towards something even you know what i mean or whatever it is like there's the powers that be that control even the worst they control the best outcomes and they control the worst outcomes. on both sides like you know what i mean so it's like there's really no like right side if you, mm. you want to put it that it's way. all it's a honest. lot of black <laughs> and white it's you not, gotta, not yeah. a lot of gray in between like, you know what i mean it's like making your experience it's just your experience. Like you gotta, you gotta live your own experience and make your, make the most of your experience while existing. Because I feel like ultimately, like nothing matters <laughs> if that makes sense. No. Yeah, like yeah, just right. make the 100% most. Hundred percent agree. Make, no, that make, does make, make sense. Make your yeah. life make sense to do. you and whatever and enjoy. Like you know what I mean, like why not? Like make the most th- of this short life live, we got. Live yeah. your life. It's so short. That's something that everyone who's listening like, live your life right now. I know it's like, <laughs> I know it's like some human condition. Like, yo, it's so short. We're bro. in the matrix. Like, we have to, we have to be in something weird because it's way too short. Like, mm. I know in in it's all like relative. Like us to a fly, we live for millions of years. Cat but, or uh, crickets live ninety days. Yeah, like, like we they would think us gods. You know what I mean? But even then, like our experience is so short, we can't last forever. And that's something that I'm always like. Humanity thinks like, oh, we're just gonna be here, or like we, mm-hmm. if you think are, about it, are just here. But it's like, yo, you don't. It's not promised. We can't conceive the beginning, like we can't perceive the beginning, and we can't perceive the end. No, nope. if, if that makes sense, like we, like that's the struggle people face every day, trying to perceive what was the beginning like, and then what's the end gonna be like. No one really knows, like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So the only thing you really can't control is right now, and what you're doing. And nobody, so like, nobody <laughs> lives right now. And you know what I mean? Exactly, no. bro. Everyone's, everyone's doing what they can, man. You know, <laughs> everyone, even the people at the top are doing what they can. Because ultimately they know there's going to be an end for them, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere. <laughs> that, that for some reason made me think of this girl. Like, she, it's planets by the end. She was at a bar. She's like, it's on the water. It's in East Boston. And she was drinking, whatever. And she takes all of her trash and just throws it in the water and she's just throwing shit in the water don't do that and they're like yo like they're like what they're, they're like yo like what's wrong with you she's like well actually i just don't give a shit and i was just like yeah i never could understand bro i <laughs> i don't know like 
I just can never understand because it's like some people are just like, oh, who some gives a shit? Some people just do not care. And it's like, yo, that's the it's they think that, oh, I'm the only one who thinks like that. But if we get millions of people who think exactly like you, like we end up in this situation where like 150 years from now, we may not even be here. Like, yeah. you're not the only one who feels how you feel. I feel like there's always someone who feels how you feel somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like. I like that mentality when it's put towards, like, good shit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, who gives a shit? Like, fucking got a short life. I'm going to go, whatever, travel someplace. Mm -hmm. But I don't give a shit. I'm going to throw this trash off the fucking, you know, that's fucking And they think they're a martyr or something, bro. They think they're, like. They're standing for something. Yeah, they think that it's like, oh, it's my freedom. It's my right. And I'm like, is this an American thing? Like, you think that you're, like, battling against a system like this? Is it entitlement? No. It's Maybe. something wrong. It's like, even like paying it forward. I like mm. people. There's like everyone's like the idea of like, oh, if I do something good for this person, you tell someone to do it, they, like, you'll pass it on. Right. So I was like reading a funny story. There was a uh, a, a chain called Bojangles in like North oh, Carolina. Oh, I know Bojangles. And um, it's like a, it's like a you know little chicken spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a line. There's a long drive-through line, but it was like the people who were in the this drive-through line just started. Someone had started a pay it forward line. Yeah. So the person at that. the top paid for the person behind's food whatever it was paid for it and then they just kept it going and it was like it was like 10 cars deep this was pay it forward line was going and it got to this one guy he got to the front they're like hey we're doing a pay it forward line like you want to pay for the person your food was paid for you want to pay for the person behind you and the guy was like all right what like you know how much is it it's like he was like it was 100 it was like 80 bucks (laughs) i think i saw that and he was yeah it was on tiktok trending too and he was like fuck you know, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, excuse my language. He's like, hell no. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I hear that though. That's I'm not, I'm not doing that. He broke a 10 person, like, pay it forward line. So it's like, at what point do people just be like, I'm not going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. even no matter how good it is, how, like, even if you benefit from it, someone's like, you know what? I don't, just because I benefited from it, I'm not going to help the next. You know what I mean? I and I think that's, that's irrational. It's oh, true. yeah. Fuck and I, that think, shit. I think that's the human flaw. Well, if you man, just got like a McDouble or whatever the fuck they got yeah. at Bojangles, you know what I mean? And they just ordered. Okay, like, so hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. I'm probably going to be, I think I'm definitely in the, there's probably somebody else who thinks like this, but I have yet to hear somebody. I think this is the instance that the Neuralink would benefit the most. Because. What, this line? I think the most the most difficult problem that we have with the human condition is I can't actually know what's going on in your mind and mm. you don't actually know what's going on in my mind. Where like you may think that like like in our communication there's so many issues that like we can't get our exact point across. Yeah. And no that one kind ever of really makes understands us too you. individual. <laughs> Like, it makes us two individuals. Is that yes, what you said? Yes, I think that. But I think that we should look you, around and be like, we are all more closely to being one thing than we are to being billions of individuals. But hmm. people are so different, though. Yeah, I think we would still. Have, it would be more. I would. I would say that would make shit more efficient. But I don't know if that's necessarily going to be like great for everybody. Cause I don't think like, I don't that... really want to understand everybody's brain. I don't want to like if I like run into some random ass dude. I don't want to like know exactly like how he's thinking, like how yeah. he's perceiving things. You know what I mean? It'd be cool with like people that I'm interested with or like right. people I'm like close with. It'd be like but... conversation, like but a lot quicker and a lot. But more like at that point, would there even be like a need for conversation? You wouldn't be speaking out loud, no. There would be no speaking. You would just look at someone, to and then, however it is you need to understand, yeah, and then move on. 
there would be less means reason to talk. Because I think that it would also bring like the variability that we have. But then it, there wouldn't closer. be no variation. I don't think though. You know what I mean? Because if you just already know what how someone is, you already know the answer. So you know everyone knows what it is. Then everyone's just functioning in a circle. You know what I mean? There's no there's no means to break yeah, away. Is there break any out of the circles? Everyone's running in circles. But everyone knows what the answer is. And everyone knows what to do. And everyone's everyone's satisfied. You know what I mean? There's no yearning for more. I think the yearning for more and that great unknown is what makes people human. You know what I mean? If you think about it, that's the great like, you know. Because where do we stop then? Because the thing is, we're is always like, yearning for more. We always want more. And like. More we have comes to get at off the cost. this planet. Like that's what's that's I think that's what's next. It's, it's the space race, bro. Like what's like we're people are going to be leaving this planet. Definitely. Not within our lifetime, where we're going to be seeing the very beginning of it. Very know? soon, because like you know what I mean. By the end of our lifetime, we're going to be seeing people transition off of this planet to a space colony, whether it's orbiting or on an actual terrestrial space. And I, think I can't be before then. You know, you know what I mean. I don't even think so, but you know, it's just like we're going to be getting to that point. That's going to be opening up a whole new level of you know disparities you know because who gets to go who can go who that's can, my thing who cannot doesn't go. happen you know if you think about it right now the people who can access like the anti-gravity space like anti-gravity tourism are like the elite of the elite like the rich of the rich can only can uh, participate in that and if we haven't broken the you know class system on the global level here on the planet how can we ever begin to tackle that Somewhere on a, on us extraterrestrial so, level you i want to talk mean? about because the people who control who are going to be financially in power are the people who are the brains and the science behind it because you can't no one knows how to fucking operate a spaceship no. or a space system or anything like that. it's the people who built that shit they're going to be the ones who are going to be needed more than the people who are just rich yep. you, so you i say real. this to say like even it's going to be a change in power part in that of that sense. to part of that like like the two, the main things that will have to change is like the price to getting things to orbit has to come down. Like that is the number one thing right now. So that already is coming down, mainly with companies like SpaceX. A lot of people don't like well, Elon cost for whatever won't even reason. Be a thing, like you know what I mean? Like we're gonna have to break the idea of cost. I think to get off this planet, like it's gonna like everyone's gonna have to understand like yo, we need to build these things and do these things to get out of get get this thing right but the thing is it's like so so you're talking about you're talking about us going from like where we are now to just like jumping to being like space like space colonies that transition to even do that in the transition here's what will happen like it's not gonna have to cost so here's what's gonna happen it's gonna be very similar to the way that we already do things where you have to get big companies to try and trickle down they're behind yeah they're gonna have to become more community community based so it's already happening like exactly spacex is a launching company. They exactly. send they send things to space. They're going to need to expand. So they're already doing that. They have companies like T-Mobile who are getting on to allow people to have service in rural areas. And with that, as they're bringing things to space, like there's a lot of power in it. Like right now, people know the James Webb Space Telescope. NASA brought that to space. The main limiting factor on the size and and like how good a telescope we can br- have is how much of it we can bring from Earth to space. So it's not a technology issue with like the way that the cameras work or anything like that. It's just how heavy it is. Right. So as companies like SpaceX grow and other competition come into that field, other businesses will be made off of 
mm. bringing things to space. So mm. 2027, they want to have a space hotel. Like things like that. Really? Yes. So that they want to have a space hotel. And what will bring that? Space tourism. As people get more into space, like the cost to bring things to space becomes cheaper. And then we're able to make colonies on Mars. Right. Plenty so of, that's that has way more risk assessment. Yeah, exactly. But Jermaine, you know I mean? you're 100% right when you say that it's going to be a classism thing. And we I have don't. To, we, have to, we have to break that. And it's going to be even worse than it is now, where we're going to have people wait, like as many millionaires as we have now, we're going to have billionaires because we're going to have people, oh, I got into freaking space real estate. And now I have like, I'm but a billionaire. I don't even think we can like conceptualize right now, at least, like what the means of wealth or exactly what's it gonna look like what what does it mean to be ahead in space you know we don't we can't Mm -hmm. we can't even like conceptualize safety yet and i think that's why i think at the end of our lifetime we'll begin to see that actual transition because we we're still still in the risk assessment kind of phase i feel like you know as far as those things kind of go we're still progressing at a rapid rate but it's still a lot of risk assessment i think that we'll be like I think that many people will be going to space in the 2030s. Yeah, of course. I think space tourism will be a huge part of the global economy. 2030s. Exactly. It's going to be work based. You know, because I mean? you're going to have to go there and do labor because you can't because there's nothing set up if you think about it. Mm. I mean, we're not we're yeah. not going to be sending people to set up no places. Things are going to be work based. You're going to have to grow your food. You're yep. going to have to provide. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. why I don't think people are. Understanding it either. It's the like, first million people. The first, gonna, they they can, want a million on Mars. They want like eventually. You know what I mean? It's like it's like, to get to even get there. It's just like Amazon deliveries from Earth. You know what I mean? Honestly, <laughs> you're gonna have to work with people. Work. You know what I mean? We can't even work together. You know, you know the most people don't like their coworkers. You don't like your coworker mm-hmm. listeners. Like you know what I mean? Like, How many of them are gonna be robots too? Exactly. Like, like it, we're gonna have to break so many levels of our our understanding of the world before we can even conceptualize working on an extraterrestrial level. And I think that's why humans just are so just a small blip in the idea of space and like existence. You yeah. Know? I hope that we can like, break down some of it. Cause I know. think a lot of people, when they go to space, when you can see the entire planet, like with your eye and it's like, you're not looking at the moon, you're looking back at earth. I think that's a profound thing. Like, yeah, there's another random topic, like not topic, but like, like our technology right now, with our telescopes and we we aren't looking at these planets and these stars that we're seeing in real time we're looking at them yeah. years ago like mm-hmm. these stars have yeah. already exploded and died already you know we just you know we're looking at them light years in the past so if we don't even have the technology that means to look at something far away in real time like mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not we're not ready to like conceptualize what's really mm-hmm. going on out there we're looking at this stars light like the stars we look up at the sky at night are already dead like if that makes sense, because they're, they're we're just seeing the light just now reaching our planet, and like eventually the stars that we see growing up are just gonna disappear because they're not. That's why they're not always there because they they the light. We're living away. in a crazy time right now. Like it's like you know what I mean. We're a cool time, I would say. I would definitely say so. Shout out to the aliens and reptilians, you know, running the government <laughs> behind the That's scenes. Everybody says, bro, I see oh, that yeah. way too much. Oh, we yeah. got a reptilian. Oh yeah, government. man, the reptilians are here. They're already the shapeshifters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, they're here. Pay attention. But um, no, I would go. All right, so if we talk about twenty forty five going to Mars, either of y'all going? No, I'm gonna be busy. I, shit, <laughs> would you go to Mars in general though? Like, cause what's also gonna be interesting is like the economy over there. They're gonna be like, 
It's gonna be like merit. It's, 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 it's like merit based. Yeah, like like sixteen hundreds when when the Mayflower came to Boston or came yeah. to Massachusetts, Plymouth, like they were all poor. If you were, if you were a carpenter, you knew what you were doing. You could build houses. That's how you set up. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. You that's how you you know people would give you things like, hey, build me a house. Like, I I don't have the means to build me a house. Can you build me a house? I'll give you like crop for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that's what, that was the means. Like you know, it's like if you have services. Service like merit-based things and service provided, you know, it's going to be a lot more valuable in space than 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 items. You know what I mean? <coughs> that makes sense. Like personal valuables. I think I, if I were younger, I would I would like try to be like, all right, I'm gonna like kick shit off. I'm gonna kick my life off in yeah, Mars and like just be the king of Mars, whatever. Yeah. But. I mean, at this stage... Like, if I go over there now, I'm going to die over there. I'm not going to be able to yeah. come back. And no, it's no, like, no, plus, you'll like, probably <laughs> just be doing the labor shit. You yeah, be doing, like, like, mundane things. Not using your brain, really. So, you guys push back on the Neuralink. But how are... It's, I don't see a possibility that, like, humanity will just change without something fundamental like that. Just like, controlling people, though. Just, like, telling people, like, you know what I mean? Making people understand. Like, yo, like, making you understand. Or even, like... Because we don't who have controls a, what you understand the Neuralink. You know what I mean? Who's like I don't, I'm not familiar, but who's who's behind that? You know what I mean? They can be programming you for anything. So it it would be like the main draw right now. We'll just keep it like basic to today. Yeah, like yeah. you would be able to control a a uh, like a mouse on your screen so that you don't have to use your fingers. So that like you can integrate with the internet way quicker so they're they're yeah. blending you it's like they're blending you with technology i see we're already doing that i got it's you. just at a slower pace oh yeah right now we're definitely. using our phone and we have to use our thumbs mm-hmm. to get like information to decode our own information into it and then receive it through reading it yeah um so that even if you were just to control it like your keyboard with your mind you're already that's like a hundred times better than right than using you, your fingers you we probably could do that you know what I mean? That's what they're doing right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, so like, you got something to say? I, no, I was just going to say, try talking to the mic a little bit more. Sorry. Uh, I mean, um, like, because right now it's like we don't, we're just not, I don't know. I think the information being, it's something wrong with the way that we get information out. I like, I don't know, Neuralink is a very cool idea. And I think yeah. it's like cool that, we're like thinking of AI being a threat and like that is like one way to defend against it. Yeah. Um, it is scary as shit to it think about really what like that's going to change everything. If like, yeah, we are because we're basically becoming robots a little bit. Yes. Um, remember that AI shit you sent me? It was like art, but it was like the progression of the world. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. it like started as like cavemen and then like yep. it turned into like modern society, yes, like yes, regular yes, cities yes. and shit, but yeah. then it like turns into like robots and just yeah. like yeah. yeah. So like I don't know, are we just going to turn into robots? You're going <laughs> to download yourself. Would you download yourself? I would. Any futurist, <laughs> I know a futurist who actually he's not even a futurist. Like, are he, you ready to die but live on through your your consciousness being downloaded into a system? Would you pass it on to your children? That's mm-hmm. a think about it like this though. You you pass you you you're you're training this model on the way that you are. You die. Your children can have inherit this model, or like your fam- your your next generations can have access to the information and knowledge that you had. In real time, like from your all mouth. of it, 
or you select. It, so this is also this also has Selected to do if memories. if if uh if uh data storage keeps going the way that it is, we're yeah. like we're it just getting better and better memories. at storing information, possibly. Because mm. the human like that, like the human brain like we don't have we can't access all of our memories. They they're still there because that's it's within our brain. It's in the neurons and things like that, like mem- wherever memories are being stored. But we can't. That's why people can't remember we their dreams. We them. can't. We yeah. can't. They, they become like kind of like just background. We can't ever like re pull up a memory a hundred percent clear. But it's it's but that memory's there. With Alzheimer's and diseases like that, those memories and those things disappear. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? People. That's why people regress and they forget they because their brain is literally deleting. So yeah, even memories. then, like these are, you know what I mean. So it's like we can't, like if we are, if they can delete memories, our brains can also remember them. We don't know how to fully pull up. We can't, you know what I mean. Even if you remember something, you don't, you don't remember it a hundred percent. You remember the you, last time you, you get like it. a, you know, a phasey, a fuzzy kind of idea of it, but you never can be like, okay, let me pull up a memory from March third, two thousand two. It's also hard because it's like you're feeling shit at the same time. You're like thinking about your shit. Doing you're preserving so much at that time. Yeah, like, so you like can't. Literally, your brain does so much to even get you to exist right now. Like yeah. the memory part is not even a, a factor. But there should be a way to pull memories, and you know, but that's crazy. Like Dumbledore. Yeah, that's cr- yeah I'm telling you, man. Shit's <laughs> <laughs> crazy, man. Because if it progresses, like, like, is it possible that we're not supposed to be there for the next stage of humanity? Is that exactly like are they, are we trying to achieve things that aren't like supposed to be even achievable? Probably. <laughs> we're, we're getting to the end of like what we can do. Yeah. Reaching we're max. underselling. I mean, a hundred percent, right? Because yeah. we're just living organisms. You know, yeah. we're supposed to have a lifespan. Exactly. When we're like trying to attain, whatever. Like. No, you're right. Immortality and shit, and like, oh, okay, possible. if we're gonna die out here, let's move to another planet. Like, I don't think that. Like we we don't have wings, yeah. you know we can't breathe in it, space. Even that yeah. can go so far; it might just be yeah. it might just go terribly wrong. Yeah, you, know, you go out there and just die. It's mm-hmm. a horrible. A lot of people a, will a die. Horrible. Oh yeah, there's always gonna be there's always a, a extreme. You have, there's to a price to cal- you have to factor for casualty in any any mass expansion. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone's gonna make it. There was a clip from Logan Paul's uh, fucking podcast with Theo Vaughn in it. Oh yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> they were just talking about space and then Logan Paul was like yeah bro I don't want to die on this planet bro like for real I don't want to die on this planet and then Theo Vaughn was like damn that sounds like some rich people shit <laughs> like oh, that's, <laughs> fact. that's fact have you guys seen Avenue 5 on HBO Max nah. uh, no no what's that same same kind of concept space tourism like gone wrong though it's like it's on HBO Max two seasons um the main characters uh the guy from House um but it's like they're already on this like space cruise and they're just like cruising past Saturn. You know, it's supposed to be like a two week cruise. You go behind Saturn and back to Earth, but something goes wrong and they end up getting stuck in space for like three years. And it's just like a parody comedy of like their existence on the. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like the yeah, Office in space. All right, HBO. Yeah, HBO. It's pretty good. Avenue Five. Yeah, okay. Avenue Five. But um, space tourism, man. I don't know. Would you go on a cruise past Saturn and back? Just riding, just cruising. You're on a. It's like a cruise, but in space. Nah, my brain. I think I can go to Mars. It's a anything long time. outside of like. Yeah, Mars is just a red rock, though. I, w- I would want to see Saturn. I want to see the rings and shit. Saturn is cool. Like, I want to like, see the cool looking planets. Yeah, like Neptune. Like, I want to see shit. Jupiter. Jupiter. Like, Neptune. Neptune. I want to see has, Pluto. Yo, yeah. Uranus. That's far out though. 
<laughs> yeah, Pluto's Pluto, deep. What the hell? Yeah, I, it takes. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly. I think it takes like almost three years to get from Earth to Mars with our current technology. Like no, right um, six Damn. months. Six months. Six months. Okay. Well, well, Shit. if we like, if you just try to take any trip, like if we left right now, possibly because we're we're we'd be on the other side. Like we're on one side, yeah. and we're facing, Mars is on we're the other. Different, yeah. Yeah. But there's a time of year when like it's, are, a, it's we a direct, yeah, and, yeah, that's, and so that's when they would send something. That's what takes six months. So we would do a trip every two years, and it would take six months for yeah the people who we, went to. But get you have there. to right wait for that right time every two years. Exactly. To, like, so it's not it. in then you'd need to be sending stuff in between then. Yeah. So say if you're on there. Mars, you're on the first trip. It's like, all right, we just got here. We okay, have, a year in, we we're out of a lot of the shit that we had. Like, we have to wait till the next shipment gets comes in. here. So, yeah. like, and a lot of it will just be shipment. So, yeah, first uh, a lot of it will be all shipments. There'll be people there who are surviving yeah. off like minimal shit or whatever. But like, their their main duty is to be work. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of worker class. A lot of times they won't be able to survive until like a million people. So that's like the main thing. But you're in that working class. You're the first of the working class. So as long as you handle your shit, you could end up being super rich. You know yeah. what I mean? And whatever that may be. Yeah, whatever they do there. It could be something but weird. But, like, how like, long will that take for that to be, like, you know, like, probably longer years. than a lifespan? It would yeah. take years. Like, you would probably be generally well off. If you're starting young, you'd be generally well off, like, in your life. But your next generation would be like they would be seeing yeah. the benefit. Of it yeah, more. they would be like really wealthy because it'd be like, oh, we do. It's all it's all the other economy shit. Like, oh, yeah. we got all these tourists coming from other places. Yeah. Like, like, I do have, trips. Have an angle. You find everyone's gonna be exactly. finding an angle. Yep. But then it's not gonna be enough angles for everybody. No. So then you got to figure: will people be of a low? If there's gonna be wealthy people, are there gonna be people suffering? Or you know what I mean? Or is there a way to get it where everyone's so, gonna be have to be mm-hmm. contributing the same thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There, so can't, I pose, there, there can't be a disparity. If we haven't beat that here, how are we going to beat that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm about to pose the question right now. So as like mainly our our economy works on energy and knowledge. So those two things is what creates wealth. If you can control either of those two things, you'll be super wealthy, mm-hmm. which is knowledge is like a bunch of things. Energy could be a lot of things too, but we'll keep it simple. Um, and as the cost of energy is going down because of renewables and the cost of knowledge is also going down because of AI tools. Like, will, will we see an even greater disparity in our class systems or will we see it spread out between the masses? I, I think I, I just kind of keep stressing it, man. I, this is Jermaine again. I, no, that's good. <laughs> I feel like I even forgot or noticed my voice, but I mean, it's just like, I think there's going to be a knowledge disparity, bro. It's like the brains behind this shit. They're the ones who are going to be controlling and telling people what to do. You think about it, like no one knows how to build a fucking space rover. Mm-hmm. So the people who build space rovers are going to be telling the people who don't know how to build space rovers what to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're going to be the ones you're going to have to listen to because they can tell you anything. They can be like, yo, we're going to die in three months if you don't fucking get yeah. to work right now. Mm-hmm. And you're going to believe them because we, we don't know. Like a lot of the average person or whatever, you mean, doesn't know science they're going to be employing people currently who already are becoming well versed in this information and they're going to be the working class because you can't, they can't you can't teach someone that level of you know engineering so that's mm. what i say so the engineers now are going to become way more valuable because they're being trained for something bigger than themselves so you i know what i'm saying, saying? Yeah. they're not going to be sending joe schmo to mars to right. fucking work you know what I mean? They're going to send, you know, Eugene, who knows fucking calculus like the back of his hand, <laughs> to go work. And, but I, the reason I disagree is because 
of just the way that the AI models are working now. That's like mm. I'm using something. I'm just started using it, and like I'll, it's called GPT Boss. Okay. Oh shit! And new it ones. Use, There's a new, new GPT shit. There's a new GPT. God damn so it. Chat GPT. We talked about this. We talked about Chat GPT. Is that and go on there and Search now. it up. Mm-mm-mm. Now it is literally like two weeks ago. So now there's some guy who ended up taking the model and focusing it on certain crafts. So in the model, he has like a uh, an engineer specialist or he'll have a social media specialist or he'll have like a medicine specialist where you can literally type into these things questions and you can end up with like 95% accuracy of what like somebody in that profession would do. For like medicine? Yes. So is there a need for doctors anymore? So these are questions that we have to answer as these models get better and better. So if I, so if you want to start a business, right, Mm. you have to get many other people who know different facets from you to be able to start it. But that that's a cost to entry. But if the cost of entry is lower because I can just get an AI tool, which as long as I keep like my faculty about it, about using it, it can answer the same question of me hiring this guy with 95% accuracy. You know what mm. I mean? So the cost to start a business or to co- or the cost to start things is going to go down and it'll make it easier for people to do. That should create more value and more people should be able to make money. Yeah. Or make like get a smaller piece of the pie. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's just something to pose because it's like. What have you been using it for? You just been like toying with it. So I've been using it with uh, the the business, the real estate business, and yeah. like some of like my social media. Okay. I want to try class starts like this week. I'm gonna try writing an essay with Chat GPT. You should also just see how it goes. I'll probably a, like edit it. There's a finance guy in there. Really? Yeah, I have a, 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 a GPT boss. It's for free. What if you just like, oh, what stock should I buy right now? Will it tell you? You can train it. Or yeah. you know what you could do? You could tell it. So if you know a little bit more information, you could say it like, hey, like, so it's already augmenting people who are already good at things. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, you can ask it, uh, hey, can you create a program in Python that can decode, that can like take like the trailing averages for a stock over yeah. 12 months and then like tell me when the like right time based on this information is to buy and sell. Uh, and then it will create God a program. That you could take and upload into something else yeah. and run. Am I gonna be able to get a job? Well, I don't even know what. <laughs> what's the point? If 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 these things can learn more knowledge than ninety five percent of people, and it's only in its infancy, and there's no human error, pretty much. I don't know. Like, it our economy doesn't work to handle these things. That's not yeah. the way that our world works. Our world has been working on the opposite. Since for all of time. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, the more you know is usually how, like, you got more knowledge that you can answer hard problems, then that's what, how you get paid. But if these tools can answer hard problems, then without you, then what is the value of the person? Adaptability. That's one, like, I feel like that's uh, one of the best attributes to have like just in the business world or Mm -hmm. in in any facet really Mm -hmm. but so that works when we have narrow ai but when we get to general ai yeah 
we'll have like some kind of adaptability mm-hmm. and then like the singularities when we get AI that can just like are do super everything. adaptable do yeah. learn quickly like don't need a million mod like a huge model right we'll see it's, uh, it's interesting stuff um Jermaine have you watched Chainsaw Man yeah actually that's actually a really good anime fuck yeah um shout out Chainsaw Man um <clears throat> I'm not a hundred. I didn't finish it. I think I have like two more episodes until I'm. Have I'll, you finished it? I think I think I have like two more episodes to go. I'm kind of watching no, a lot of different things. But Chainsaw Man is mad good, man. You know, my man's trying to touch some tits. You know, yeah, bro. He's just on a <laughs> journey to touch some <laughs> titties. Real simple. Yeah, real simple <laughs> reason. Everybody. Well, no, I'm going to be quiet. Excuse me. Many people. <laughs> let's just say many. There are individuals out there yep, who are on who that. are pursuing <laughs> touching. Not shout us, though. We're, shout out to you. We're men of class. <laughs> you know what I mean? Titties. Not, not promoting huh. any of that. <laughs> just, you know, we're all existing. Uh, the world's um, still spinning. I love that anime. I finished it. It's great. The last two episodes are, like, amazing. Okay, the last, bet. like, three years. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like I stopped at a really good point. I don't know why I stopped, but. Mm-hmm. Kaleidoscope on Netflix also really good. Kaleidoscope is new, really mm-hmm. new. It's like a you watch it, the, it, you watch it how it in wa- different episodes. It 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 drops you in in at different points in the yeah. story. Yeah. You have it leaves you to understand, like kind of figure out what took place, like a bank heist. Yeah. It shuffles deal. them for everybody. Yeah, the main like the guy Gus from uh, Breaking Bad's in it. You know, oh, yeah. Pollo Loco. He's, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's the really good. Villain. He's a good actor in there, but he's the main. He's kind of like a protagonist villain, but villain, like we call that an antihero, right? Yeah, antihero. But um. <clears throat> Good show. If we're talking about shows, yeah, I want to watch that one. It's um, because every it's shuffled for everybody, and you can watch it in any order. Exactly. Oh, really? One of my Netflix. It'll Aren't have there like multiple shows? Maybe someone was telling me about this, but I feel like there was another show that you, it was just like you could watch it any episode, and it's supposed to like change the narrative or it's like, like change. Inter- the yeah, interactive. Show. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't think of it. It's, it's also still on Netflix. I think it's called. I think it was a Black Mirror. Type. Oh, is it a Black? Where you could pick oh, the okay. thing. Yeah, you picked what that direction, a, yeah. how the story yeah. goes. Type. Of, I mean, interactive shows. Shout out to interactive TV. Yeah. Only Netflix does that. You know. So I don't have. Do you have Netflix? Yeah. Give me that shit. Look, look it's up there. Hey, listen, don't, don't, don't let Netflix hear you, man. They're trying yeah, to stop password sharing. They're trying to stop password sharing. They figure out you're sharing your password. They're going to block your account. What? I don't know how they even like. How can you even? How can you even do that? I don't know, but that's, that's actually like pretty easy because like they could just look at your IP address and see yeah. you've been and, like, here, 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 here. Yeah, why the how the fuck are you in two different places at once? You know. Yeah. Damn, that's a shame. End of an era. That's like it comes down to money. Yeah, they just want people. They, they want just want to get their bag. I think they're losing hundreds of millions, like two hundred million. I mean, up your content. Year. I mean, let's be real, folks. Is Netflix content even good anymore? That's why I don't have Netflix. Is like, I don't know. I find Hulu has a lot of value, and HBO Max has a lot HBO of value. HBO has Those been the best. HBO's is decline. HBO is about, HBO's about to drop a lot of their content, though. So they're about to plummet if you're you're invested in them. Get really? Out. Yeah, they're about to. How though? Because HBO's I think so a lot, they're going to delete bro. a lot of their content. A lot of their content is taking off. I don't know if they're going to replace it with different content, but a lot of their content is coming off. I think soon. That's what people are kind of upset That's about. Whack. Scared about. Yeah. HBO's so old though. They've been doing stuff on VHS. Yeah, they've been around for a while. They like the premiere cable experience. They like the top. They were the one of the original cable experience. Do you remember if HBO was airing Jujutsu Weekly, or where did they wait till the season was over? And then post them. 
I, I think they waited. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think HBO has. Any well, I got Crunchyroll. Yeah, it just posts every series. Right? Yeah, they do yeah. full drops. Oh unless, no, no, unless no, no. it's, unless it's their original content. Lovecraft. Co- yeah, their original. Yeah, stuff HB, there, HBO yeah. original content is can be uh, yeah, yeah. live. We're watching right. Lovecraft yeah. Country. They did that. Yeah, Insecure. All that. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, that was yeah, all. Yeah. Yeah, I got a masterclass of how to survive. How are you able to pivot so much and still be like super successful? You had a strong fan base. That's very that. And they just like content. have good connections with people in the entertainment industry. Of course. And like, yeah, we're going to mm-hmm. pump that every day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? That spin-off, like, that's why certain spinoffs do better than other spinoffs. Yeah. The, the, connections the spinoffs the on HBO hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. They definitely do. Because um, they had, I don't know, they have great directors that make like great shows. Like they had True Detective. I loved that. That was oh, yeah, True um, Blood was on there. True Blood. Uh, like they took the whoever did Euphoria, they made him do White Lotus. Yep, like those yep. are both like White similar. Lotus is good. You seen both seasons? No, I just saw the first episode. First one was good. Okay. Yeah. Second season is kind of not that. Uh, mm. Oh yeah, I mean they also had like Sopranos. You know what I mean? Like they had the yeah, yeah. Sopranos, yeah, yeah, The yeah, Wire, yeah, like I mean, they, like all the good, Mad the good stuff. content. They have good content, good original content. But um, Netflix has like some good originals, but like they used to be good on. They used to be big on their original content, but I feel like what they're putting out now is kind of. I feel like anyone can get a Netflix show. Before it was kind of yeah, like, it got know, saturated. Yeah, it got oversaturated. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like anyway, the same thing with a comedy special. Anyone can get a Netflix comedy special now. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know that used to be like the big thing. Like oh shit, you, you know got a mean? comedy but special. Comedy used but... to be on HBO. Like people mm-hmm. used to go to HBO for the comedy specials, and like now there's no real market for a stand up because you can't say much. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that and it's it's kind of weird how like all this shit is kind of changing. You have, you have you ever watched like a late night talk show recent? I don't watch that anymore. I used to really crave to like you know Jimmy, yes, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon like, like, like Jay Leno. I used to yeah. love Jay Leno. Yo, but now bro, they're really like, I don't know. Jay Leno. It seems like the government is just right there, right, right hand. It's right on so Leno's. political. SNL is so it political. Is, it, too. Yeah, I didn't even like get ruined. into that. I'm like, I don't want to watch that shit. Like, can like, we just talk about life? It's like, basically news. It's like on? a just a news parody, but yeah. it's like ma- like mainly news. Like it's yeah. not, and they're also pushing an agenda. Yeah. Which is like okay, like I don't like that either because I don't like people exactly. trying to like sway my opinion on shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I can't. But SNL, you should be good when they were doing goofy yeah. shit, like yeah, actual like comedy. comedy. Yeah, it's trying to be funny. Yeah, it's right. not like oh, make like, the world funny. Like, right. like satire of life. Like, yeah, shit going on in the world. Yeah. But now it's like, what the fuck? So politics based. Jimmy Fallon's the same way. He did a whole yeah. set. Mm-hmm. I, I was I, I was, was kind of creeped out by. It. He did a whole set where like he's just singing about getting the new vaccine, Ugh. and this is all in light after the there's more yeah. Twitter files that came out, and they, they said that Pfizer was pushing like a narrative to get people to get the other vaccines. Hell yeah. So like on Twitter they're like yeah like they were deliberately like like suppressing some people and pushing other people to push this agenda. On Twitter, like before Elon bought it, hmm. it's weird. And now you got the government was on on it, like everybody's in on it. Now you got Jimmy Fallon doing the same shit. I'm like, wow, like this is all corny. I mean, SNL with uh, pretty much when Trump was in office, it was all Trump shit. Literally, like, every they day. either had like an impersonator yeah. every week or yeah. like I don't know. It just seems it was ridiculous, honestly. Kanye. Comedy should be comedy. Agreed. No, I'm telling you, man. You know, and uh, I'm going to see. I don't know if anyone's familiar on the show with uh, Drewski. I'm yeah. going to the Drewski. Oh show. yeah, my yeah. boy just sent me that today. Um, When's he coming? April 14th. April 14th. Is that Peter? Um, yeah. yeah, it's at the Wang Theater in Boston, man. Yeah. Um, shout out to Drewski. 
um, we're gonna be seeing. I'm gonna meet a guy. I'm going. To, I got meet and greet tickets to see him. So I'm gonna oh, nice. Hopefully, I get put on one of his uh, could have been record skits. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, shout out real comedy. Yeah, for those who don't know, Drewski was an online. Uh, like skit comedy yeah skit comedy guy who was able to make the train or is trying to make the transition into stand-up which is if he's at the wang he's doing well which, yeah. which is huge is yeah it? well and, he's um, already so big so like he has a he has a big following yeah does. but like there are also people that have tried to make that transition just can't do stand-up yeah, you know like absolutely. just stop doing it or they still do it but they're just like doing it around their town yeah. you know very local very so we don't even know if he'll. I think he will be successful, but we we're, can't say for a fact. Like, yes, he's. I think so. Where's he from? Where's he based Atlanta. out of? And he's coming to Boston. To so like, we're like, like the, I don't know. We're like the fourth show on the tour, I believe. Boston is. This uh, is his it, first time. It kicks off in Washington D.C., I believe. Yeah. This is all his first uh, time doing in it. March. The tour kicks off yeah. in March, so I'm I'm very very curious to how the tour is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of tickets. It'll tell a lot. There's a lot of tickets still available, but um, most of the meet and greets have sold out, which I'm not sure how telling is. But mm-hmm. I'm curious. Like I said, that transition from skit comedy, online skit comedy, to you know stand up is is kind of scary to me. Yeah, mm. I think it is definitely. That's a huge I, jump. I, I'm a pretty big comedy guy. I what comedy? Um, I think Drewski had he's. He's interesting because he had a different, different angle. Yeah, and he was already put on. Like he, he hasn't done he's everything made it in big between. as a sketch comedy. Yeah, he's already person. and he's made it way bigger than anybody. You like he's I mean? with, he's transitioned from not just a niche black audience, which yeah. is like kind of where he originated from, yeah. to a kind of a global, not global, but nationwide. He's just nationwide. He's yeah. very, very like relatable on multiple levels. You know, what I mean, he does skits on varying. Yeah. You know areas of life that are relatable to. Yeah, and he's already put on with rappers like rappers he's been on love ESPN. him. Athl- athletes love him. Yeah, he's been on. He's done like, plenty of sports skits. ESPN has you know ran some of his skits. He's been at plenty of sporting events. So he has a huge following. He's very well known. Yeah. So like I'm very excited to see like that uh, that stand up. I've been to a couple stand up shows. I've seen Dave Chappelle live. That was pretty cool, you know, seeing like some of those. Dave Chappelle live has been like dope. A, like a uh, yeah, his first, very first Netflix special. I was there when they like they made me put my phone away. Oh, and that's everything. hilarious! What the yeah. heck? Yeah, I think I remember us talking about that before. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So I I, I love comedy, man. If y'all if y'all don't do you know like Tom Segura? I saw him like a month ago. Yeah, he's pretty funny too. His yeah. hour this time was like the funniest hour I've ever seen. Okay, bet 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 bet. bet. Yeah, so like I said, man, you I comedy's dope. I I encourage going to comedy like stand up comedy shows. Even even like the amateur guys, you know, you can find some. Some pretty funny comedy shows out there. So, I, uh, looking for things to do. It's tough in Boston, though. Yeah. So I went to L.A. and I went to the twenty-five dollar tickets to go to like the comedy store, or the Laugh Factory, and you'll yeah. see like six like famous comedians yeah. Yeah, all yeah. do like ten minutes. Like yeah. that shit's like so worth it. Whereas like every audition. month or two, like some someone. actual comedian comes to Laugh Boston. Laugh Boston's like one yeah, of the, well, or the like Wilbur or some yeah, shit, yeah, the but. Wilbur. <laughs> Um, our culture here is mad weird. We're real like sciencey and eggheady, but it's like where's all the fun like yeah, normal stuff? Where's yeah, the other stuff? It is hard to be social in like Massachusetts. Where's the art? Yeah. It's very like, niche, very very niche, man. It's a bit yeah. It's I'm a science like, person, so I love it. But I'm like, where's all? I want to see art. Like, why is it? We should be pushing art. We should be pushing artists. Like, for some reason, it's just like, like you know, we don't even have like the venues. Like the venues we have, no. like aren't really for social events. They're more. No. I don't know, like how they're set. Like the setup is like, kind of weird. I don't know. Mm. Or the content, like I don't know. I don't know. You well, gotta leave to be successful. Even even with like perf- like musical performance, I feel like the people when people artists like music artists come to Boston, they don't give like the best show. You have to go to like New York to see like, wow, this is like a really great show yeah. type of experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like 
you know it's kind of weird but shout out mass shout it's out from Boston, you man. you've been you've lived in other states yeah so i've lived in other states and seen like shows in different places so i've seen like the energy they bring to other places is a little bit different than here i guess people don't know how to read boston i guess like i said it's just too niche of an audience mm-hmm. to kind of please <laughs> and segregated <laughs> yeah we're very like hard to please here man you know what i mean it's like like closed off and judgmental. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the main it's cold. thing. It's cold. Yeah, <laughs> cold corners here. <laughs> Where? Are th- what other places have you lived? Uh, I've lived in Washington D.C. and I've also lived in Atlanta for a little bit. So oh, Atlanta was cool. The one time I went there, even though I had a horrible time, I was like, <laughs> "This city is nice." Like, it's I like love very this city. interesting. They got mad good wing spots, man. Like, mm. yeah, it felt at home. Cause I'm originally famous from North Carolina, so yeah. I'm like, yo. I down here. Yeah, man. But where are we at with it now? Like, where are we, where are we going? <laughs> Where's next? Austin. Austin's yeah. a place. Or Atlanta. I want to check out Austin. I'm going to Japan in uh, May. I mean, just, oh, that's dope. Let yeah. me just ask, like, how many states have you guys, like, both of you guys been to? You guys been to, like, states? Like, I've, have you been to, like, probably, like, over 10 states? I've I probably been 10. in over 10 if you consider like driving through them, okay, yeah, same. Them. I've probably been. Through, I can say the same then. But, um, but like hung out. <clears throat> I've hung out in New. I've lived in New Hampshire. I lived in Florida. Uh, vacation in Nashville. Uh, Maine. Okay. Vermont. Is the most West Coast state you've been? Yeah. Okay. Went to LA for a bit. Okay. Um, I've been to LA too. LA's cool. LA's dope. I would love to live in LA. It's very interesting. But it's so goddamn expensive. Not in LA. I'd live in like, I'd live outside of LA though. Yeah. You you gotta have like mad roommates or like live in like the hood. Yeah. (laughs) I would live in a small place in a nice area. Like really small. I have like a lot of like college friends who live out on like LA now. But like they're doing, like they're on like the whole, they they went to school for communications. Like big, if you're a communications major, I feel like LA's big because like there's a lot of that like LA shit. Is yeah, there, you know what I mean. Like, right. that's what they do. I have like friends who Just work at talking. Netflix. I have friends who like work in like film and like stuff like that. And it's like they've been to like some of these like events. I don't know. I feel like I want to check out San Diego too. I meant to when I was in LA. I, I was supposed to be there this weekend for my boy's birthday, the fifteenth. Um, but I, I just couldn't make it. But I hear so many good. San Diego is mad nice, man. Yeah. It's real nice out there. All his pictures are dope. 70 um, degrees all year round. I'm going to go next month. I think I'm going to plan to go out there next month. But I've been to L.A. The most West Coast place I've been, though, is Washington State. I've been to Seattle. Mm. Oh, I've been to Seattle, oh, yeah. too, Seattle's actually. Yeah. Really, I really enjoy it. See, I would live there, man. I like. I fuck with Seattle. It's got a... D- like, and, like, in the summer, it's hot there, too. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like you get them sunny days and you get yeah. them rainy days, man. Like, <laughs> I feel like Seattle's a good place for, like, a depressed writer. You know, yeah, bro, there's a lot of, like, you can just, like, find a very, it's very, you, inspiration is very all around you. Yeah. Know? It's like, you can find, like, gothic. There's, like, a whole, a whole like, haunted scene out there. It's, like, yeah. mad. I went on a ghost tour. That shit was pretty, pretty, I didn't see no ghosts, but. Damn. I felt. You get I, your money back. I felt cold. I felt cold <laughs> chills. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, not, I didn't see shit. Like, people, like, I don't know. I got, like, a weird vibe there, but not, like, damn, I'm haunted now. Like, <laughs> but they I got see great coffee, too. Yeah, yeah dude, Amazing I went to the coffee. first Starbucks. Really? Yeah. Can't process. But um yeah, the first Starbucks is out there. Um very hilly too. I like this very steep, man. You can get your calves on point hundred like, <laughs> yeah. percent. I wanna go to Oregon. I wanna see them it's, like it's like bro, it's it's no man's land out in Oregon, bro. But it's real. weird because you got like forest that goes into like it's beach. Very, 
Yeah, it's very like, artsy. Very like they filmed Twilight out there, I think. Yeah. In in, in Seattle. They did. <laughs> the whole Pacific Northwest is an interesting area. The US is huge. Fun fact. All more. of like proper Seattle like was like like burnt down to the ground originally. And they had that's why it's so hilly. It was like built on top of what was, you mm. know, burnt down. Kind of what I found out. That's why it's kinda hilly over there. It's also a lot of lumber. Mm. Shit like that agency. I saw real Indians, like Native American. Excuse me, Native Americans yeah. out there, like real Native, Native Americans out there. That was pretty cool. Not that you can't see them on the East Coast. Where are the like, Amish people at? Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I seen them. Like they like ride their horses. There, there's a big Amish community. I'm gonna go down there. Did you see them? That um, people who like once they turn, they, they like, ride their horses. 18, they leave and they go wild. What do you think about AI? <laughs> I'm gonna catch one of these shorties who are leaving out of their their. Uh, are you ready like to download yourself? Because they go wild. They start going crazy. I'm trying to see what, what they get into. Yeah, some people are very closed off, you know, those in certain communities, man, as far as technology goes. <laughs> yeah, they probably leave and never want to come back. It's that or they're, like, kind of scared because they're so... Yeah, angry. or they just, like, want to go back immediately. Like, this is so against... Much. I feel like Mormon societies are yeah, interesting. some people who are extreme. Like, fuck oh, no, that, that I'm going to drink. But, um... Yeah, man. What's your favorite state, then? Favorite state? Yeah. Well, obviously, said steak. Um, I like a good Ribeye. medium rare. <laughs> I, I like a New York <laughs> T-bone. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> chill out. But um, state favorite state. I'm definitely gonna say. I'll say. I'll say. But are you saying state or city? I mean, I can't. I can't All right, go city. Yeah, favorite city. I'll definitely say Atlanta, Georgia. Man, a lot of fun right. out there. Strip clubs, music food just any this is a lot of shit you can do man like mm. for anybody um favorite city for sure 100%. i like mine's la I'm, I'm la i haven't spent i i was out there for like five days so it's not i don't think that was enough yeah but if i was, if i could be out there for like a week or more like two weeks i'll definitely feel like i can get a better grip Cause i was just doing shit with friends for five yeah. days so it wasn't like i didn't get to explore explore i do like the touristy shit I just love the weather. They have great food, Dude, they uh, have great, food, great entertainment man. shit, yeah. which is There's cool for me. There's always something going on. I would go like right near LA, Santa Clarita. It's like right down the road. Okay, but it's just not as busy. LA is like way. I was too... on Melrose Ave. You know, just the fucking yep. shops on yeah. Melrose. Yeah, all those yep, little yep. RC fucking stores and shit. I went to the the Gulf Wings, like the Tyler Creator store. Oh, that nice. was pretty cool. That's cool. He wasn't there, but <laughs> yeah, that's still dope that it's even. You know what I mean? That has a lot of culture. Like Holy Moly Donut Shop. I saw that where they filmed that Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> donuts weren't good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, do, y'all, do y'all like craft donuts? Like the craft, craft, like the you know, ones that be like kind of like yes, you know, what I'm you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, the, like the ones like, that are like, like they bacon, really make like, them up. Mike, like you, bacon yeah, donuts definitely. and shit, just like, like special. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah like maple bacon yeah, shit. Yeah, Mike's yeah, way bro. into that. Yeah, Mike like that's my donuts, shit. Yeah, <laughs> some of them be good, but some of them be Sweets doing too much. Yeah, I like a little bit of too much though. Yeah, I want all the sugar. Good bagel places in Mass. Y'all got some good bagel. And there's some places um. Bagel, not bagel. Bagel stores. world. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's bagel world. It's in, in like Salem. Somerville. Like, uh, it's like, oh man, they got really good bagel sandwiches there, man. What's Are they called? Jewish? No, no, no. But they're open early. Like, there's always a line. There's a Jewish place in uh, Austin that does crazy. Is it bagels. bagel source? It's not bagel source. Bagel source is its own thing. Jewish we people do got, got pretty good bagels. bagels, huh? We do got pretty good. I bagels I feel like Mass here. has good breakfast sandwiches in general. They do. Man. We got good. Bro, bro, I went to uh, the best brunch place. Even New England in, in North yeah. End. Yeah. 
Yeah, have you called? been to North North Street Grill? I've heard of them. I've, no, I got like I heard good reviews. Bomb. They're good. They're really good. Yeah, okay. and it's like affordable too. Okay. Um, right in the north end. It I'm was like for a good pasta spot in the north end. Oh yeah, there's pasta. a lot. You know, I know there's plenty, but I'm trying to go to one like you know what I mean. Even the whole sit down experience. Mm. But um, there's a bunch of great shit in the north end. Bovis. Hell yeah, love Mass has good food. We have a good like cigarettes in the ground over there. <laughs> I used to I used to be like public works like in the summertime in high school like, I used to like Boston public works like cleaning the streets and shit mm-hmm. sometime you just like go down there and just like pick up a million cigarettes a fucking day yeah, bro yeah. like they're all in the crevices and the fucking Chinatown was the worst bro oh yeah they, 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 they fucking rip them they love their fucking little Chinese cigarettes mm-hmm. <laughs> the tiny ones with like they got gold Real film on yeah, them yep, yeah you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about a uh, dude who used to like pick up the butts Break them down and re-roll them like it's weed. That's sick, yeah, man. I used to just like if there was a little bit left, rip them. Yeah, I can see that. that. But shit. yo, you're really yeah. going through the whole idea. Like, I, I need to get the that's like more delayed gratification enough to re-roll <laughs> it. Like, but you won't like. Well, uh, maybe it was like a germaphobe or something. I didn't give a shit. That's crazy though. <laughs> Bagel sandwich. Let me break this down Summer. real quick. <laughs> Somerville. Um, but yeah, anything else we should touch on? Man, I'm just gonna end it. Mom, I'm gonna stop by saying, man, just be yourself. Everybody, be yourself. Love your life. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Make Spread make love. make every day worth it to you. Mm. Fuck yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. We start doing that, just like fucking ending Send the shit the off, off with. Right, yeah, man, you know what I mean. If you got here, no. you know what I mean. I know some of us tuned out, some of us tuning back in. You know what I mean. Thank you for getting to the end of this one. The world's ending. They has gonna take <laughs> Exactly. He's as he's always Constant saying. Constant <laughs> Have a great I, day. I appreciate the guys, Mike and Zeke, having me. Oh, excuse me, Ezekiel, yeah. the rebrand. <laughs> having you me. know, 2023 is a change. Having <laughs> me on the on the brand on the show. You know what I mean? Shout out to y'all. On, man. Yeah, if we cross each other in this uh, massive world we live in, man, say what's up. Yeah. You know. For real. Peace and love again too. Yeah, I'll sure. be back, man. I'll be back, man. Yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'll be back, back for episode future. 100, man. That's what's up. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> Shout out to the podcast. Shout out to the podcast. Yeah. DTMS. You know, shout out to the DTMS podcast, man. Shout out to all the, you know, usual listeners, new listeners, old listeners, all yeah. that, man. We live. All right. Peace. Thanks, bro. 97 in the books. You want to plug your shit? Oh, yeah. Always, Francisco. We're still posting every day. Since the last time we posted or talked about it, Davis I think I gained Bagels. 16. That's the one, Davis Square Bagels. Mm. That's the place to go. Go to Davis Square Bagels. Shout out to him. Um, yeah, we've gained 16 since I last gave an update, so that's exciting biz. We're still posting every day, so follow me at Always Francisco on TikTok or Ezekiel.Francisco on Instagram. And at DTMS underscore podcast for the podcast. Yep. But thanks for listening, guys. Have a good day. Right. Peace.